Welcome to your Jesuit parish in the heart of Hollywood. This is the Blessed Sacrament Hollywood Podcast, and here's today's homily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman of that district came and called out, Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But Jesus did not say a word in answer to her. Jesus' disciples came and asked him, Send her away, for she keeps calling out after us. He said in reply, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But the woman came and did Jesus homage, saying, Lord, help me. He said in reply, It is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. She said, Please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. Then Jesus said to her in reply, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And the woman's daughter was healed from that hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Within the last month, three things really caught my attention. Three things really surprised me. Number one, there was a 2.3 magnitude earthquake up in Seattle. Number two, Santa Clara got a new mayor. And number three, right here in Los Angeles, we saw a surprising $320 million economic boom to our economy. Now, why might these rather mundane events surprise me or catch my attention? Well, because they all shared the same source. They all had one similar cause to it. And that cause was none other than the multi-talented, multi-Grammy award-winning singer-songwriter sensation, Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift, in her concert up in Seattle, she caused an earthquake. And also, after performing in Santa Clara, they proclaimed her mayor for the day. And then when she was here for six performances and seven nights, there was an economic boom of $320 million. Right now, Taylor Swift, she's on this Eras tour. And maybe some of you Swifties were lucky enough to go to one of her concerts. But it's amazing what she's doing right now with her concerts. This tour started back in March in Glendale, Arizona, and the U.S. tour finished August 9th here in L.A. But now she's beginning her international tour, and that's going on until next August 2024. There's going to be in total 146 shows, which in each show is going to last three hours. And the fact is, is that she's going to be performing in 44 cities on five different continents. What's amazing also is that each show, she's going to take home personally $13 million, totaling a, tr a billion dollars after this whole tour is done. As soon as those tickets go on sale, I mean, they're, they're, they sell out immediately. They sell out immediately. So it's amazing what, what she's doing, right? And all of this just speaks to the influence that she has, right? This global reach, this generational appeal. It's amazing what she's doing. She really, you know, with all of that, if you look at her, she has the power, in a sense, to, to change the world. And because of those reasons, she reminds me so much of this woman in today's gospel. So who is this woman in today's gospel? Yes, she's that poor, nameless, faceless Canaanite mother 
who's asking Jesus for help. She's asking Jesus for help. And, you know, we don't have much information about her. Who was she? You know, I imagine maybe she was 22 years old. She had a certain style. Probably never had any bad blood with anybody, right? She lived in this small village where nothing new ever happened, taking care of her daughter. Until one day, when Jesus showed up. One day, Jesus shows up. And I'm sure she had heard about Jesus. Maybe she was enchanted by him. But never in her wildest dreams did she ever think that she would meet him. But because of this encounter, because of this encounter, she had a global effect, a generational effect, an influence far greater than even Taylor Swift can imagine. So what happened? What happened? Well, for, through her, she changed the course of history for you, for me, and for billions of other people through her encounter with Jesus. So how did that happen? Well, in today's gospel, we hear Jesus say to her, my mission is only for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. She takes offense to that and she challenges Jesus. She sees the injustice in that because she wants to be saved also. So she challenges Jesus. And after Jesus responds with a mean comment, well, what does she do? She has two options. She can either back down or, or shake it off and engage Jesus. She can engage him, and that's exactly what she does. And in doing so, she changes Jesus' mind. She changes Jesus' mission, where it's going to expand for all the world, for all peoples. And we can see that in the Gospels. Matthew shows this in a very clever way, how he shows how Jesus changes his mission for all peoples, right? Because he places this story between two important stories— one story where Jesus feeds the 5,000 and he feeds the 4,000. So what do these two stories have to do with the story that I just read? Well, let's go on a journey. So we're up here in Galilee with Jesus and the disciples. And he's moving down towards Jerusalem, saving the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He stops in a place in a Jewish town. And what does he do? He teaches there. And then he feeds, miraculously, the 5,000 people. 5,000, did somebody count? No, of course not. But what's going on here is Matthew is saying that there was a lot of people. But 5,000 is very symbolic because Matthew wanted to show the number five. Five representing the Torah, the first five books of the Jewish scriptures. That's important to keep in mind. And then right before the meal, what does Jesus do? He blesses the food like a good Jew would do. And then after the meal, what happens? Well, they collect 12 wicker baskets of leftovers, right? 12, again, being a very symbolic number. 12 representing the 12 tribes of Israel. These three points are all allusions to the fact that this mission of Jesus is for the Jews. So there he is. Then he moves on from there, has this conversation, this encounter with this woman, and she changes Jesus' mind to include all peoples, so rather than continue south to Jerusalem, after this encounter, what happens? Jesus does a U-turn, goes back up around the Sea of Galilee to the other side of the Decapolis, this, the pagan territory, where he teaches there. Jesus teaches there, and he feeds 4,000 people miraculously. 4,000 who counted? No, nobody counted, of course. But Matthew is saying there was a lot of people there. And he wants to show the number four. Four meaning the four corners of the world. All nations. 
And this time, rather than blessing the food, what does he do? Jesus gives thanks, something that a pagan would do, giving thanks for the meal. And then afterwards, after the meal is over, what happens? They gather up seven wicker baskets of leftovers. Now, seven, of course, is a very important number in ancient Palestine. Seven representing completeness, wholeness. So this represents, these are all allusions to the fact that the mission of Jesus is now expanded to all peoples. All peoples. It's amazing what this woman did, right? Through her encounter with Jesus, she changed the world. She changed the course of history, so to speak, right? Her impact was global because now the mission isn't just for the Israelites, but it's for all nations. This impact is generational. 2,000 years later, we are the recipients of that, right? And her influence is amazing. She should influence us to act as she does. And how did she act? In front of Jesus, in front of Jesus, she acted without fear. She was fearless. Today we continue on our preaching series entitled, Fearless. Learn to follow Jesus like Peter. Learn to follow Jesus like Peter does. Feet first, fearing less, right? And throughout this series, we've been looking at the stories of Jesus and Peter, trying to figure out how do we follow Jesus like Peter? Except today, because Peter doesn't show up. But that's okay, because we have this wonderful woman to learn from. Well, what could we learn from, from this poor, nameless, faceless Canaanite woman? Well, there's at least one thing that we can learn from her, and it's this. We don't have to be a global icon, right, that commands the attention of billions of people, who's able to make the earth rattle, who's able to make economies boom. We don't have to be like that in order for us to change the world. All we have to do is be fearless, like this woman. Be fearless. And that doesn't mean we have to do these outrageous, grand things. No, we do exactly what she did. And what did she do? If you look at it, all she did was have an open, honest, direct conversation with another human being, Jesus. If we think about our own lives today, maybe there's an unresolved issue with another person Maybe it could be a spouse, a friend, a boss, a colleague, whoever it may be. Maybe we need to have an open, honest, direct conversation with that person. Well, like that woman, be fearless and do it. And then the second point, we have to recognize that she had this conversation with Jesus. Well, we too should have these types of conversations with Jesus in our prayer, open, honest and direct conversations with Jesus. I love this story. I love the story of this woman because she has so much to teach us. She changed the course of history because she was fearless, right? And in a sense, she etches her, her name in the history books. Well, if we follow her, I think we too can change the world. And we too can etch our own names in these history books. Because right now there's a blank space and God will write your name. 